Hey, so here's a little little bonus podcast. There's so many times where I'm sitting around with the family. Usually it's before bed. The kids are getting into bed. They brush their teeth. They're get, climbing into bed, and we're saying goodnight. And sometimes, you know, if it's not if it's not super late, that's usually when we have the best conversation. You know, like when I uh, if I pick up the kids from school or if they've just gotten home from school, and I'll say, "Hey, how was school? Great, fine." Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I think as most parents can relate to, it's not that easy to to <laughs> pry information from our kids uh, after their long day of school. I know I didn't give my dad shit when I was a kid. When I he you know I'd come home from school, hey son, how was your day? I'm like, it's good. Yeah, what about it was good? I don't know, and I get it because like, uh, you know, well, okay, well, you tell me all the details. You're. I, I've never been a guy who likes to come home and this is what's so great about Kimmy. She doesn't and we we ask how, how each other's days were, but we don't we don't we do it without asking. Cause I don't like to be asked. When, at least not when I when I walk through the door, which I know that's like a dated concept now of coming home from work and walking through the door. But in the days where I did come home from work after a long day and a long car ride or a long train ride and everything's just a long, it's just a whole day of my life that I'll never get back and I spent it doing nothing that was really all that cool. And come home and like, how was your day? It was great. I spent it away from you guys and people that I love and doing work that's not meaningful and sitting on a train for two hours and then uh, running through a sea of people to get to my car and then waiting in the traffic jam to get out of the train station to then get on the highway that's a parking lot and then come home and feel like shit because I gave I gave my coworkers the best version of me and now I'm home and my family gets the shitty version of me. And I feel worse about that but I'm just but ironically, I'm being a shittier person because I'm also unhappy that I am so unhappy. Anyway, I'm, I'm, as always, I'm just going down a path here. But I, I've never been one to, you know, I try to leave my kids alone. I can't help but ask them because I am their dad. Hey, how was your day? What was, you know, we used to, if I would pick them, I don't pick them up from school anymore. I take them to school in the morning. And my oldest, we listen to the Lore podcast, which is which is their. We've had for years. We we go out at night sometimes on a on a Saturday night or something, and we'll go out Saturday or a Sunday evening when uh, you know Sunday evening is a nice time for a drive because everybody's home with the Sunday scaries, wrapping up dinner, getting ready for the work week and the work day ahead, and all that stuff. Sunday evening, right around sunset, is a pretty good time for a drive. Listen to Lore podcast. Anyways, we'll go drive out into the woods, out into the forest, and listen to lore. And now, and now we listen to it for ten or fifteen minutes uh, in the morning commute to school, which is great. And we don't we don't talk too much. We just we just enjoy lore podcasts. My youngest will go to school, and I get there early enough because I got I have to get there early enough so that they can so my youngest can get out of the car as soon as possible so that I can be home. Uh, as close to nine or even before nine as as I possibly can, so I can you know I have meetings and calls and all that good stuff. And, and the youngest and I, we sit and we talk. I mean, we talk about nonsense. It's actually very fun. I've actually this is like a gift for me to be able to just sit quietly and enjoy enjoy lore podcasts with my oldest child, and sit in the parking lot at school in the drop off lane waiting for you know we usually get there ten, fifteen, sometimes even twenty minutes early. That's how that's how early they they start lining up. Other other parents like me who probably need to get their kids off to school so they can get home or get to the office or get to wherever they need to be to go to work. And uh, and I just I savor that time. It's so great because in the old days, if I was taking my kids to school, it was probably might have been a last minute thing, and it was just like okay, both of you, all right, get. Get your shoes on. Let's go. We're late. We're late. We're late. Get in the car. And then it's 10 minutes of me uh, racing to the school uh, and then just dropping off the kids. And, okay, I love you guys. Have a great day. Enjoy. See you. Bye. <laughs> so not much to talk about. So now I get we get this little bit of extra time. And in those days, we didn't talk about much on the way to school because there wasn't much time. And I was usually just screaming at the other traffic, the other imbeciles. And on the car ride home from school, 
if I was the one to pick them up, I would try to, you know, instead of just how was your day, that's that's such an open-ended question. Say, what was, uh, hey, what was the best part of the day? Hey, what was the worst part of the day? On a scale one to ten, how would you how would you rank this day? And we, you know, try to try to pull some information, try to extrapolate some some data, and it you know, with varying results. Uh, but really, the one time, and then even at dinner time, if I didn't have time to talk to the kids in the morning or after school, dinner time was always a good opportunity to do that. That I would come and you know we sit at the table. I'd ask. Kim, how her day was, ask the kids, tell me about your day, let's go around the table, that kind of thing. And usually still couldn't get much out of them. <laughs> it, still, it still didn't work. We're sitting at dinner for 20, 30 minutes, eating our dinner, enjoying our time, listening to some Frank Sinatra or something nice, Turning, you know, no TV, no nothing, just hanging out at the dinner table. And uh, I still couldn't get any information. Um, the time that I could get information out of the kids was of course, has always been at bedtime when I'm, when now the day is done and I'm trying to get my shit done, wash up for bed, maybe enjoy a little time, a little quality time with the wife on the couch, maybe watch a show or something, just hang out, talk, whatever. So that's of course the time when the kids decide, Hey, I'm ready to tell you about literally everything that happened today. (laughs) And so the kids will be sitting in their beds and they'll tell me, sit there as I'm like trying to back out the door, but I'm also like, I, you know, I'm like, guys, we got to go to bed. You got to go, we got to go. But I never, I never tell them to stop because this is okay. It's not, it's not the most ideal time for them to tell me about their day. I would much rather do it. And I, and I joke with them. I'm like, you know, every day I ask you how your school day went, how things went at school. What did you do? What was fun about it? What was this, that, and we have time at the dinner table to talk about this. And we have time anywhere between dinner and bedtime to talk about this. There's so many moments where we have opportunities that you can tell me all this information. Why do you insist on waiting until you are in bed and supposed to be quiet and calm and going to sleep? And then I want to go to sleep and maybe spend 30 minutes, an hour on the couch with your mother. Why is this the only time where you feel, I choke about that, but also I'm like, I don't care. Because you could you could choose to not tell me anything at any time. So the fact that you're telling me something about your day at bedtime and you're doing it with excitement and you actually want to share this with me, I don't give a shit what time it is. I don't care if it's the middle of the night. I don't care. The fact that my kids are openly willing and excited to share anything about their lives with me at any point, I'll take it, man. No complaints. Okay, so it's 10 o'clock at night and we're... And we're trying to get shit done so we can go to bed. I don't care. Talk, talk to me for an hour. I really don't care. Life's too short for me to fucking. Oh no, I'm gonna. It might be a, one less hour of sleep that I. Who cares? Talk to me. Tell me everything. I want to know it. And uh, so a lot of times that's our that's our conversation time is in the in the kids' bedroom when they're uh, when they're just hanging out in bed, getting ready ready to go to sleep and. I'm I'm closing the door and then I'll hear one of them say, "Oh, wait. I want to tell you something. Something that happened today." I'm like, "Okay. You could have told me a lot of other times, but you know what? I don't care cuz most parents are probably just closing that door and that's the end of it and you're deciding you want to have a chat. It's all good. Um but yeah, and that's cool too because I get it. You don't want to co- most people don't want to just come right home from work walk right in the door and then have to give a recap, have to give a, an oral presentation about the previous eight, nine, 10 hours of what happened and try to try to remember what the highlights were. The, I can't remember. That's the other thing too. And that's again, what I was saying earlier. So I love my wife so much for so many reasons. And one of them is if I come through the door after a long day of work, she's not asking me. <laughs> How was your day? Now, I asked her how her day was um, and because she doesn't mind. She's not an asshole like me. She'll come home and I'll say, hey, how was it? And she'll tell me. She'll tell me everything about her day and I'll listen. And it's great. I, I love getting this information. I love to know about things that I wasn't there for about the people I love. And then it feels like I was there. It's a great thing. It's a great feeling to be a part of the day that you weren't actually a part of. And now you're sharing me this, sharing with me uh, this information. I, I love it. Um, but I am just 
how I am if I've just spent a whole day at work and I've just spent a whole hell of a lot of time, several hours possibly fighting traffic. I don't want to come right in the door and have, how was your day? And then have to remember like, oh yeah, I got to be, I got to be on now to tell you about my day. I don't like that. I don't want that. And Kim knows it. And I, and I, I love her for it because she also knows I'm going to tell you about my day. Just, it has to be when I'm ready. And that's why I don't give the kids shit because if I'm going to, if that's going to be the rules for me, then that will be the rules for V <laughs> for they. <laughs> um, so like if I'm, if I'm going to have the expectation, Hey, I'll tell you about my day when I'm good and ready. Then for me to turn around and expect my kids to tell me about their day immediately after coming home from school or when I, when I want to hear about, no, they'll tell me when they're ready to tell me. And if they don't, that's fine too. Um, and sometimes they might share something that happened several days later after it happened because they forget about it. And that's cool. I don't care. So, so when I come home, Nobody, nobody, uh, you know, I, and I'm not a dick. If somebody does ask me about my day, I don't, I don't flip out or anything. I'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, I was good. And I'll just say something like, you know what? I can't even remember right now. Just give me a, give me a few minutes. I'll, I'm sure I have something to talk about from today. And honestly, most of the time I, I don't like in the old days, I had like some funny stories, you know, shit that we did at work. And in recent years, it just hasn't, it's just not like, I don't know. Work's just not, uh, Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just not the goofball at work that I used to be. I don't. I don't know. But I don't have a. I don't have a. T- you know. Sometimes. I, and if I have a story, I'll tell it when I'm ready to tell it. And so that's why my kids, when they're ready to tell their stories, and it happens to be fucking ten o'clock at night when we're trying to get to bed. All right. Not ideal, but you know what? This is when you feel up for telling me a story. It's the same rules for all of us. So I tell you my stuff when I'm good and ready. You can do the same. Anyway. That's a very long introduction to this, uh, this next little piece here, which is one of the highlights of having these times together is the kids at bedtime, they'll share, they'll, they'll share goofy stories about their day, you know, something that they did that might have been funny or some kid might have done something stupid. Or, and it's also a time, like that jogs my memory. And I started thinking about when I was a little kid, when I was in school, when I was a kindergartner. When I was in elementary school, when I was in middle school, high school, whatever. And I think about all these dopey stories. And, and so we'll, there's so many times where we'll stand there. I'll stand at the foot of their bed in the kid's bedroom at 1030 at night telling them this story about something stupid that I did when I was a kid. And we always have a lot of laughs. And they always make fun of me. And they say, wow, you were, you were such an idiot when you were a kid. And I say, yeah, I sure was. And, uh, and so last night we were sitting around the table. And we just started sharing some of those stories. The kids were sharing some stories. I started sharing some stories. And I thought, hey, let's, let's hit record. And this will be some fun stuff, some stories that I think a few of these I might have shared before on the podcast. Uh, and some of them I haven't. And then, you, yeah, you get to, hit the, you get to hear the, the whole family. You get to hear the wife and kids uh, sharing some stuff and commenting and laughing. I hope it came out well. Uh, I hope I hope it's a it's a good listen. It's a fun listen. We had a lot of fun just sitting there telling these dumb tales and uh, a lot of laughs. So I thought I would share it with you. So enjoy. I'm thinking about things, the things that I've told you guys about that are embarrassing. And we'll start with that one when I was a kid because I used to come up with dumb questions. And by the way, I don't think that's a stupid thing to say. You love school, Kaylin, so it's nice that you want to be in school. I think that's very nice. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you like school. Anyway, when I was a kid, I, I have to I have to record these. I used to ask really dumb questions, like even dumber than my normal questions. And one of the questions that I asked my mom one day when she was trying to do laundry in the basement, and I came down and I said, "Mom, question." Question. Yeah. Bears. Which, bear which bear? Which kind of bear is best? <laughs> question. And she goes, yes. I'm like, let's say you didn't have any food left. And the only food in the house was paint. Would you eat it to survive? And my mom's like, well, paint's not a food. And I'm like, yeah, but there's no other food. So the only food you have is paint. Would you eat it to survive? 
no, because paint's not a food, and if I eat paint, it will kill me. And I'm like, yes, but there's no more food except for the paint. <laughs> and then she got, she was so mad. She's like, it's not a food, moron. Nobody would eat paint. I would sit and I would starve to death because oh, I would eat paint unless I just wanted to die faster and more violently than, than just waiting several days to die of starvation. Yeah, it's well, and she's like, I wouldn't eat paint, you dumb son of a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, but mom, it's the only food you have, you see. And then what's another one? There was a six. Oh, yeah, French fryer. That's a good one. There's a video of me somewhere, and I'm dressed in my Garfield pajamas, and I have clown makeup on because I had just come from a birthday party where they had face painting. And I had clown makeup, which I thought was the coolest thing that any little boy could have. And I had a little red nose and little eye bullshit and all that stuff. And, and I'm in my Garfield pajamas, which I had since I was like three. So they were like four sizes too small for me. So you could just see like my belly button and like my wiener hanging out and stuff. And like, and I'm just, and I'm so, like everything I said, I just thought was so, well, I guess not much has changed. Everything I said, I thought was just so great. And I was like, my dad was recording us, and I'm standing in front of the fireplace, and I'm like, we're telling these, like, just horrible, I'm like doing my stand-up with clowns. I'm like, I'm a clown, I'm funny now, I tell jokes. And uh, I was like, <clears throat> I don't remember, what, what is it again? Is it, is it a knock-knock joke? Yeah. So my joke was, knock-knock. Who's there? Who's there? French. And then I did it. I was so it was like so smug because I was just like I couldn't even stand how good how good my punchline was. I just was so proud of myself. So yeah, knock knock. Who's there? French. French who? And then I just gave this little sideways smirk and I was like French fryer. And it got like the biggest fake parent laugh that you could ever imagine. Like, ha ha ha, great ones. You wonder why kids grow up to just be such entitled little shits is because they have these parents who tell them they're so funny when they're not. Like, my, my parents should have been like, don't ever tell a joke again, you loser. <laughs> when you say funty, that's funty. That's funny. Ground beef? What was your ground beef joke? Speak up. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Okay. What happens when you find beef on the ground? What is it called? Oh, for God's sakes. Ground beef! But that, but that actually makes sense. That's a pun. That's actually, like, there's that's not stupid. What I said doesn't even like work anywhere on any level. Yeah, French. French who? French fryer. Like who? What the what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You just told that joke. What about my other joke? Which one? Interrupting cow? Who's there? <laughs> you're supposed to laugh. That's what you guys, yeah. But you're, but that was so cute because you were too young. I was old enough to know better than to tell French Fryer the joke with my clown makeup on like a jackass. You guys were like three and you were telling, you know, it was so cute. Knock, knock, who's there? Interrupting cow. Okay, fine. Interrupting cow who? Yeah. And then you would... You wouldn't do your the whole purpose of the joke is to go moo in the middle of the thing, and you guys would just wait and you'd have big smiles on your face, and then you'd get off the chair and you go out into the living room and like stand there to do like this whole show of an interrupting, yeah. f you know, fire truck and yeah, flower. I'm a flower. Yeah, I remember that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, interrupting flower. No, you would do that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we'd be like, and we'd talk so slowly because we'd be like, interrupting flower. Yeah, you're supposed to interrupt, interrupting flower. And then you would just smile and you'd slowly, you'd step down the chair like a ladder and you'd be like, 
I'm a flower. Um, there was, of course, in kindergarten, we were just talking about this the other night when I was in kindergarten, in the first, the early days of kindergarten, and I didn't know what the words were that other people were saying. I just, I was so, so, so awkward and just did whatever anybody else was doing, I was not doing it, not because I was trying to be different, but because I didn't understand how to exist in the world. And so... When we would in kindergarten, it was the first time I ever had to line up to go somewhere, you know, to the cafeteria or to whatever, the playground and that kind of thing. And all the kids, the little five-year-old kids, they'd all get into the line at the same time and everybody's like, don't budge, don't budge. He's Mrs. Hancock, he's budging. I heard this word, I heard this word, (laughs) I heard this word budge only 57 times in the first two days of kindergarten and couldn't remember the word. So the first, so when somebody first cut in front of me, and I don't remember who it was, but I was like, hey, don't nudge. Mrs. Hancock, she nudged. She nudged in front of me. And the whole class just turned around and they're like, you're such a piece of junk. <laughs> and I was wearing, I was wearing clown makeup like I did every day to school. What, Kaylin? What's up? What, what, Kaylin? I thought you were going to, like, say the B word in kindergarten. Because, like, you just made it up because you didn't know. Oh, oh. You said the B word instead of budge. Instead of budge. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been something. Don't <laughs> Um, There was something else I was just going to... Th- I, I lost it, though. Oh, there was the one which I think I've told on the podcast before, where I was in the bathroom after school and some kid came in and was like, hey, Dan. or I don't know if it was the, Dan or something like that. Yeah. Dane. Dan, Dane. They're like, Dan. Dan, is that you? And I'm sitting there taking a shit and I'm just like giggling. He, he thinks I'm Dan. Wait he gets a load of this. I'm going to be so funny. And like, it's like, yo, Dan. Dan, is that you? And then, and then I just like threw open the. I wasn't even thinking about what I was in the middle of doing. And I, instead of just like, you know, yeah, what most normal people would do and be like, uh, no, I'm not Dan. Oh, okay, sorry. That would have been the end of it. But me, I'm just like, uh, this is going to be the most clever thing yet of all the clever things I've done, and there are many. This is going to be the most clever. Dan, is that you? You in there? And so I, like, kicked the stall open and, like, flew out, still with, like, my pants basically down around my knees and, like, toilet paper, like, sticking to my shoe and holding toilet paper in my hand with a big smile on my face. And I'm like, who's Dan? And the kid just stared at me like, what the fuck are you? You just came... You came out of taking a shit to do that to me? And he just stared at me and backed slowly out of the bathroom. Like, this horrified look. Like, what is happening as my pants are down and I'm at, like, toilet. I look like a mummy. I've got toilet paper all over me. Who's Dan? <laughs> gotcha! Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, Michael Scott... There's so many times where I'm just like... I'm like, oh, my God, that's shit that I've done. Luckily, it was when I was a kid, mostly, not an adult. But, like, oh, my God. Like, the whole Michael Scott where he's, you know, the wedding thing. And he's like, I hate you. That was me. Yeah. Throws, yeah, he throws the ring and pisses himself. Yeah. And, And that was, as I've told you guys, when I was, like, four or five, riding my bike around the neighborhood and Jared Bennett lived down the road, and his mom was outside and saw me riding my bike and said, "Hey, John, do you want to come see the rabbit? We've got new, we've got a, a rabbit. Do you want to come see the rabbit?" And I thought she said Robin, and I'm like, "Why do I want to see a Robin? Birds? Who cares about? I see birds. I just look at a tree and see a bird. I don't care about no bird." So I was like, "No thanks." And then she just stared at me like, what? What kind of kid doesn't want to see a rabbit? And I'm like, no, thanks. And then I just rode off. And then I came home 
and the rest of the family, because that was the other thing. We were going to go on a family bike ride. So for me, a family bike ride was, ha ha, I'm faster. And I got on my bike and just left everyone while they were still like getting the bikes out and stuff. I'm like, ah, I'm cooler than everyone. I'm going to leave on my bike. Bye. Ah. And then I went like, you want to see the rabbit? No. And then I came home and nobody, and I'm like, where is everybody? And then my parents came home, and I, I think maybe my like we we had had like family over to eat. My maybe my grandpa was still there or something. My grand I, I don't know, but my parents, uh, my dad was there, and I'm like, where's where's my mom and where's Jess? And uh, and he's like, oh, they went they went to see the rabbit, and I'm like, what rabbit? And he's like, Mrs. Bennett, the Bennets have a new bunny rabbit, and I'm like, what? And then my mom pulled in on her bike, and I was like, you went and saw a rabbit? And my mom's like, yeah, it was Mrs. Bennett came out and asked if we wanted to come see the bunny rabbit. She said that she had just asked you like two minutes before, and you said no. I wanted to see the bunny rabbit. Like, but you told her you didn't. I'm like, because I thought she said Robin. And I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but we've already gone down and we saw the bunny rabbit. I was like, I hate you. And then I ran inside and slammed my door and like threw myself in the bed and was just like sobbing. Oh my God. <sighs> I know. Could have just, yeah, it, it, it would have taken me like 30 seconds to ride my bike back to their house. And so then like, and this was the first time this ever happened. And that's how I knew like that I just completely embarrassed myself because my parents weren't even mad. My dad just knocked on the door, and the, the only word that came out of his mouth was, son. And I was like, oh, shit. He's never said son to me. I'm old, And I remember thinking, like, I'm four. He's never said son. That's what, like, you know, leave it to Beaver's dad says or something. And he's like, son, may I come in? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes. And then he's like, He's like, what's the matter? I wanted to see the bunny rabbit. <laughs> I thought it was a rabbit. Oh well, maybe you shouldn't have taken off down the street by yourself on the bike. But I wanted to go fast. Oh, God. What a jerk. What a jerky child. And then, yeah. Have you told the uh, slippers story? Oh, the slippers story. That's not embarrassing at all. Yeah, the shit slippers. Yeah, shit slippers. Burton Ernie. Ernie slippers. Uh, like, yeah, another. This is a. Yeah, there's there's so many. I I think that we're at the end of the list, and then there's somebody <laughs> comes up with another one. Uh, yeah, so I was. Uh, yeah, probably about the same age, maybe four. So my sister would have been two. Jess would have been about two ish. And uh, so during those times, uh, you know. It was before kindergarten and school and all that stuff. So my grandmother would watch us during the day when my parents were at work. And oftentimes, yeah, my grandma was watching game shows and soap operas. And, you know, she would she would take us to get donuts sometimes. We'd go to Price Chopper and get Boston Creams. Or we'd go to Focastle Farm and we'd get cider donuts. Or my grandpa would take lunch break from work at his office or wherever the hell, whatever the hell he did, I don't even know. And he would come over and, um, you know, we'd, we'd all go to Faux Castle together and get nice, we had fun times. And then a lot of times we just kind of, you know, we were off in some other room playing. My grandma was watching TV and eating, eating peanut butter out of the jar. And, uh, and so it had been a while, and Jess and I were in her bedroom and her bedroom was actually the master bedroom of that house. So it had a built-in, this big, nice built-in uh, book, shelf thing like on the whole front wall and uh so i we were just playing around like we always did and instead of going to the bathroom that was five feet away i just took a shit right where i was standing and sitting i just shat my pants and then i thought it would be fun to take my Bert and ernie slippers that i had on and and put the feces all over Bert and ernie uh, on the, the it, it was Bert and Ernie slippers in their head. Like one slipper had Bert's head, a little plastic Bert and a little plastic Ernie on each of the slippers, and so I wiped the fucking uh, feces all over the Bert and Ernie slippers, and then I had them like talking to each other, like poop mouth Bert, and you know, hey Bert, hey Ernie, hey you've got poop all over your face, hey so do you Ernie, 
poop. And then I was just taking Bert and Ernie's face and like wiping it on the wall, like shit all over the bookshelf. And then I took like green permanent marker and just wrote my, I wrote my name on all the shelves. So there's just like feces and permanent marker all over the shelf. And then like, and, and Jess was sitting there and I'm like wiping feces on, on my sister and like, we're just sitting there. We're just sitting there in my filth. Playing yeah. Playing, shit. playing with it like it's Play-Doh <laughs> and rubbing it on my Bert and Ernie slippers and having them talk like, hey, poop mouth Bert. Hey, poop mouth Ernie. And then all of a sudden, as, as most adults do, when, when things get way too quiet, that's when you know the kids are doing something horrible. And so then I look up and there's my grandma standing in the door. And she's like, oh, my God. And it's just me with like, and I had probably poop on my face and poop on obviously my hands and like everywhere and all over the shelf, all over toys, all over my slippers, all over my sister. Yeah. 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 And I probably had a big smile on my face like, want to play, Grandma? Jesus. Putting it on my slipper. Oh my god. <laughs> and my sister. Yeah, and my sister and the walls. Uh. There was something else I thought of while I was but I but it's 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 escaped me oh already. My god. Mm-hmm. Um, um air kicks, air punch. What? No, it's oh. not the kicking and punching the air. One time in kindergarten. Um so we were getting ready for school and we were watching, um, the TV was on and it was Nick Jr., I think. Like, in kindergarten? Like, not in, like, when we were getting ready. Oh, oh, here, at home. I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> and there was this show that always played, and it was, there was this show that always played and it was The Flugels. Yeah, that sounds, I remember that name. Yeah. And, were they puppets? Was that like, no. oh. it was like real life, but then like... Yeah, like 3D animated, like alien Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. And <clears throat> and a commercial came on, and I, just, I remember sitting there, and in the commercial, it, it said that it was Flugel, your, your world day? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, oh, yeah. I thought it like <laughs> legitimately was... <laughs> like an your actual day, day. <laughs> like a holiday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we went into kindergarten. Oh um, no! We oh no! Doing the morning like announcements and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> we had to say what day it was. Oh no! And it was my turn that day. So. <laughs> So I got up, <laughs> grabbed the little like pointer stick with the finger, mm-hmm. and and one of the helpers is like, she's like, "What day is it? Can you tell the class what what day it is?" Oh my god! <laughs> and and she really meant like, is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? Is it yeah 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 yeah? yeah. And I. Doubled down. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's Flugel Your World Day. I'm smart. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> None of you know what day it is yeah. because it's Flugel Your World Day. Oh my god. You're all dumb. I'm <laughs> smart. <laughs> I yeah, you didn't watch the news. Yeah. You call yourself a teacher and you don't even know what day it is? Yeah. It's Flugel Your World Day. Oh my god. Flugel's all over. That's fantastic. That is so good. And, like, the whole room was just quiet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Just dead silent. And she grabbed the stick, and she's like, it's, it's, it's wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your world. And I go, like, sit on the carpet, and I'm like. 
Oh my god, that sucks. Wait, wait. And now I feel bad. That was funny, and then I, I hate that. You were sitting there trying not to cry. I got a real good kindergarten story. A real good, real, real, real good kindergarten story. Okay. okay. So I went past P, so I wore diapers this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was sitting at the carpet. What a great family. Yeah. I was constipated, so I wore diapers to kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. And I raised my hand. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, Miss Duffy said, yes, Gail? And I said, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And she said, okay, how did you get up and go? And I sat there. <laughs> and what? Guess what I was doing? Pooping <laughs> your pants. Shitting yourself. Oh my god. <laughs> in the bathroom? You were poop you were just in the classroom. Oh, so you said I need to go to the bathroom. And she's like, okay, go ahead. And so you're like, all right, bombs away. Here I go. Permission to poop in my pants, Mrs. Duffy. <laughs> Granted. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Well, I told you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Here, we'll come, we'll come back. Uh, let me, let me. So I, I told you guys this one before. Cam got a kick out of this, I remember. Also in kindergarten, my my smartest year, of course. I guess I guess we have that in common. We were very smart in kindergarten. It's Flugel Your World Day. What? I said Flugel Your World Day. Duh. The answer we were looking for is Wednesday. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Teacher Brian never heard of the flu right because it was like a fairly new show. Yeah. She's probably like, these goddamn kids. Oh, my God. Um, so I have so many fucking stories about kindergarten. <laughs> That's nice. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> M&M's chocolate dripping on it. I got so many fucking stories. So, in, in in kindergarten, again, yeah, all the fun stuff, all the great moments of my life were in kindergarten. Uh, my teacher, Mrs. Hancock, one day I noticed, because she, you know, like a lot of teachers, you give out little candy prizes for a job well done. Here's a piece of candy. And uh, just like, yeah, Miss Mara gave you guys tons of candy all the time. You got full packs of Smarties. I remember, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so Mrs. Hancock always had little snacks, treats for us if we did something nice. And one day I looked over and she had a big jar of jelly beans on her desk, or a big bag of jelly beans. And I told, like, we had, in kindergarten we had tables, like a rectangular table that, like, you know, four or five of us, six of us would sit at, whatever. And I was like, I told all the kids at the table, I'm like, listen, let's clean this table real good, see? And we'll get those jelly beans, see, when Mrs. Hancock sees how how great we're doing it, how great we are at cleaning this table. And so we all went over and we grabbed, you know, I, I'm sure in my mind I'm picturing that we're doing this great job cleaning the table. But it was probably, if there was a security camera footage, it's probably me with like a sponge just dripping with dirty like soap water all over the floor, causing like has slip hazards and stuff. And we all had sponges and just like slopped it down and then and I'm just scrubbing away with my little sponge, scrubbing the chairs and the table. And all the other kids were all scrubbing away. And Mrs. Hancock's like, uh, kids, that's not necessary. Please put the sponges away. You don't have to clean the table. And my logic was like, what she really means is keep cleaning that table a little bit more and you'll get these jelly beans in no time. So I'm just like, I looked at everybody. I'm like, keep cleaning. We'll get those jelly beans. And they all just like nodded their heads. And we're all just like going to town on this table. And she's like, uh, kids, please stop. And I'm like, we're almost done. We're going to get those jelly beans. And, we're, and I'm like moving faster and faster. And then she's finally, she's like, enough. Put the sponges away. And we all just like stopped. And walked over and put the sponges back. Where, and I was just like. 
sat there with my head down. I'm like, what? What am I supposed to do to get the jelly beans? You show them, put jelly beans on the table. I don't know how to get them. Yeah, and then, uh, and then one time when I was, when I was, I hate you. Yeah, I throw the sponge at Mrs. Hancock's face. I hate you. One time, and this was not kindergarten. If it was kindergarten, it would be excusable. It's like fourth grade, like way older than me to say such an idiotic thing was we were going around the room talking about like where where we're from, like, what our heritage is, and, you know, like, oh, my grandparents came over from, you know, whatever. Uh, and um, and everybody's saying, like, oh, I'm I'm German, I'm French, I'm Italian, I'm whatever, you know, this all, all this stuff. And I raise my hand, and I'm like, <laughs> and everybody's, like, answering the question, like, yeah, my grandparents are from Italy, I'm Italian, they came here from Italy. They settled in Ellis Island and blah, 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 blah. And I raised my hand and I'm like, I'm Indian because my grandparents are from Indiana. And everybody just looked at me and they're like, are you actually a fourth grader, you dumb bastard? <laughs> like kindergarten, okay. Kindergarten, I, you don't get what's up. I'm Fourth grade's like nine years old. I'm like, I'm Indian. My grandmother's from Indiana, Indianapolis. And Mrs. Volo's like, no, that's a state. You're not Indian. You idiot. Get out of here. Don't ever come back. Yeah. Go to, a, go to one of those classes where dumb kids are. Yeah. That was, a, yeah, that was good. Fourth grade. Same... Oddly enough, same year I get kicked out of the talented and gifted program. What a, what an odd coincidence! It was shortly after I announced that I was an Indian because of my uh, Indiana heritage. I thought it was your uh, alphabet book or whatever the heck. That was also fourth grade. Fourth grade was really like the this pinnacle of the, like peasant or you know like the yes, it was supplies, yeah. Yeah, which I believe I've told about. Yeah, the the talented and gifted program, which I hated being in. And uh as somebody once joked on Twitter, anyone uh anyone who was ever in the talented and gifted program, congrats on the imposter syndrome that you have for the rest of your life. I'm like, oh, is that where that comes from? Um and so yeah, we had to do this whole medieval times project. And I would procrastinate all of my projects until about eight PM on Sunday night. When I would say, either I would say to my parents, I have a project due tomorrow and I need to start it. And they'd be like, you effing jerk. I hate this kid. And uh, <laughs> just like in sixth grade, uh, dad, I have this big, huge autobiography that I've had the last two weeks of Christmas vacation to do. And I know that it's Sunday night on January 5th, uh, but I need to do it. And I know it's like nine o'clock, but can you do this? Help me do this. And I just need to type all of it up. And also I need to write it because I haven't written any of it. And then I need you to type it for me. This is the kind of shit that I would do. And in fourth grade, yeah, I had a medieval times project that I had given no thought to because I didn't want to do it. And then we had this whole presentation in the, in the cafeteria and people had done puppet shows and they built they i mean let's let's be honest who the they is that's building these things you know big stage out of wood with the whole you know puppet playhouse and medieval puppet shows and costumes and you know all this all this really elaborate thing and some people made videos and all this stuff me i came in i didn't even do it sunday night i came in monday morning and got a piece of blue construction paper out of the construction paper bin in the classroom. And I, not even before the presentation, while we were sitting in the cafeteria, I was drawing just a picture of a, of a king sitting in his throne in a court uh, jester with a little, the little hat with the little, you know, little fuzz balls at the end of it and some steps and, and just in pencil with no colors or anything, just basically stick figures of a king and a court jester and uh, and I put that on a little piece of blue construction paper and I taped it to the cafeteria table. And I hated my 
project so much that I sat there with my pencil going whap, 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 because I just was like, I was pissed at myself. I was, I hated being in this talented and gifted crap. I hated all of it. And yeah, and then my third grade teacher, Mrs. Gottwald, was trying to be very nice. She came over. She's like, oh, this is your project? Wow. I remember last year when you appeared smart in my class. And now you're doing, oh, a little stick figure on a construction paper. And she looked at all the little pencil dots that I had put on there from going whap, whap, whap with my pencil. She was like, oh, is it – he has flies around him because he's filthy. And I'm just like – Yes, that's it. That was something I thought of and intentionally drew, definitely. And uh, yeah, and then the police came and took me away for impersonating a student. <laughs> and then uh, that same year, yeah, I would, uh, I would just, I would spend an entire weekend feeling sick to my stomach because I hadn't started. Instead of just doing it, right. these projects that in reality would have taken like a couple of hours you know of just really sitting down and focusing and asking my parents for some help if i really wanted to and they could have given me some guidance but i never did i didn't want to i didn't want to bother them at least not until sunday night at nine o'clock when they were getting ready for bed (laughs) and so yeah i remember one weekend it was my sister's birthday so we had like you know it was lots of excitement and fun happening all weekend and and uh you know Friday night, I'm like, oh, I got to do this project, but it's on Friday. I got plenty of time, and we stayed over at my grandparents' house. I'm like, it's Saturday morning. The whole weekend's ahead of me. I got all the time in the world. Then, like, Saturday afternoon, I'm like, eh, it's still still all of Sunday. And then Sunday I got up, and I'm like, eh, Sunday is uh, it's cool. it's getting close to noon here. I better start this. I'm like, eh, I got all the rest of Sunday. And then, and then uh, Sunday night, I'm like, eh. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm very tired from thinking about this project that's due tomorrow. And so then I got up and I'm like, well, I'll just get up early Monday morning. I got up early Monday morning and I was like, I'm very tired. I'm going to go back to bed. And then I went to school and I said, I should just do my project now before it's time to hand it in. And then I'm like, well, nobody's asking to hand in their projects on the Erie Canal. I'll just, I'll do it during lunch. And so during lunch, I grabbed my go-to, a whole pile of construction paper, pretty colors, and I stapled it together, and then I went outside, and I sat out on the playground, and I made my alphabet book, Erie Canal, from A to Z, and it was just like, A, aqueduct, B, boats, boats go on the Erie Canal, C, canal, the Erie Canal was a canal, (laughs) D, donkeys, Donkeys helped build the canal. E, Erie. The Erie Canal was named the Erie Canal. And then I just, and, and so I made it, and I stick figures, okay, canal. C, E, Erie, canal, stick figure. And my stick figures was basically just a canal. Every picture was just a canal. Even for like D, donkeys. Donkeys pulled the, tote that barge and pulled the hay, whatever the hell it is. Uh, and, but it was just the picture of the canal because I couldn't draw a donkey. I think the donkey just looked like it was like a triangle head with a beard and sunglasses. <laughs> it just looked like a cat. A yeah, with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and a cross earring. <laughs> yeah. Giving him giving the middle finger. And so so I was like, I I, I got I the playground time, I actually got through, like, the whole alphabet book. I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm getting... Z. Z was, like, zebra. <laughs> like, there were no zebras involved in the construction of the Erie Canal. Yeah, I don't know what Z was. What would Z have been? Zebra. What other words start with Z? Zipper. Zipper. Yeah. Xylophone. Xylophone, yeah. Yeah. They play the Z-Y-L. Z-Y-L. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Z would have been. Z- yeah, it could have been Zipper. Z- Z- In the cold weather of the Erie Canal, zippers were used to button up, zip up coats. So, the Erie Canal looks like a zipper. The Erie Canal looks like, yeah, it could have, yeah, it might have been something like that. Jeez. Um, so... So we went, so the bell rang and we went in and I realized like I had big giant construction paper and I'd only used half, half of each piece of paper. 
I'm like, well, I got to cut this in half because this looks just stupid. It's just all these giant pieces of construction paper with basically nothing on it. So I went and I grabbed the scissors from Mrs. Volo's desk, the big scissors, and I cut the, the thing without realizing that the papers were not even underneath. You know, I was cutting the top paper without knowing that all the paper underneath had slid. It was all sliding backwards while I was cutting. So basically you had you had uh, 26 or so pieces of paper, none of which were even with the other pieces of paper, and they all had completely uneven tears in them. But then one of the, like, teacher aides, the parent helpers or somebody, saw it when we were time to hand in our presentations, our projects, and she was looking at it, and she was like, oh, is this so it's easy to turn the pages? And I'm like... Yes, that is exactly why I did this very messy cutting of the paper. So you could easily turn the pages. Except I had done it upside down. So the pages, it's not like it's not like the big page was on top, so you could easily turn it. It was the other way. So the small page was on top and it just got bigger as you went through. So it wasn't it actually made it harder to turn the pages. So there was no actual logic to that. But I just went with it. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. I cut these papers so it would be like that, so you could turn them real easy. Oh yeah. How did I even... I, I'm surprised I'm not still in fourth grade, quite frankly. I'm surprised that I'm not sitting at Sunset Heights and Kalen has just passed me by and, and gone into... I'm like, like a Billy Madison, except he, except the one where he doesn't graduate. So, yeah. What else? I guess that's it. Huh? So we have snack, and then we have recess. Yeah. So it was snack time, and I, I got out my grapes. <laughs> and I just slowly started, just like taking tiny bites out of them. And I was doing it for like fifteen minutes because by the because it was time for recess. And then I said, can I just finish up my grapes? Oh my and everybody else went after recess. And you didn't because you're slowly eating the grapes bite, <laughs> so one bite at a time. I was, I was sitting there in the classroom with a little bowl of grapes. And I was just... Just slowly... Just, just slowly eating... The grapes, like, one bite at a time. And I, was, I wasn't even finished. And I remember all my kids. Kids came back the in. kids were coming back in. You missed recess. Oh, my God. And then it still took me, like, five minutes to finish the grapes. Oh, my God. And I was so mad at Oh, my God. Bluff. Really? I, I was so mad oh my god i'm picturing there's like a time lapse and like the kids coming back in and then getting ready to go to the bus and then like the night custodian and it's dark and he's like mopping up and you're still eating the rest of your grapes the next morning everyone's coming in for the new day of school and then the same thing happens (laughs) and then i finished oh my god Uh, that's so funny Yeah, that's uh, uh, that that made me think of one, and now I've lost it again. Damn it! Grapes eating the grape. Oh, yeah, in the cafeteria one. The first time, the first time that I got in trouble, and I really wasn't even in, in trouble. And it was, uh, yeah, we were sitting there, and Frank Sanchez did something that made me laugh. And I was drinking my chocolate milk, and I just kind of I laughed, and a little a little snot bubble came out of my mouth, and Mrs. Like. I, I always called her because I couldn't remember. I always called her Mrs. Knuckles. But it was like, it was like Nusco or something like that. But she was like, you know, she was like this little rotund, you know, kind of tough old broad. And and I, she terrified me, even though she was like probably very, very sweet. Uh, she just had like, you know, she had an old kind of, you know, sourpuss kind of face. And she was kind of tough, you know, talking like that. And, uh, and I, 
and I, you know, so Snot came out. I was laughing at whatever Frank Sinches did, and Snot came out, and then he pointed, and he was just started cracking up. He's like, he's like, ah, Snot! And Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Knuckles, Mrs. Nusko, Nusko, whatever her name is, she was like, oh, that's disgusting. And and she's like, she's like, you can't go outside yet. She's like, you have to you know, get a tissue, clean up. And I was just like, I, I, I was like, I was sick to my stomach. I was like almost about to start crying. So I was like, oh, I can't go out on the playground just because I had a snot accident. Just yeah, clean. just get a fucking tissue. And to me, you know, when, when that happens, it feels like it's this huge bubble. Mm-hmm. But it was in reality probably a little tiny little like droplet. If I had just taken a napkin and gone, zoop, thrown it in the garbage and then left. Mm-hmm. And most kids... Would have just been like, fuck you, lady. And they, yeah, they would have just left anyways. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, when, when is she going to let me go? And then finally, like, everybody left. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, can I go now? And she's like, yeah, what are you doing here? I'm like, you said. <laughs> she's like, I just said, clean up your nose, you snotty little bastard. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so then I ran out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And first, I think it was, fir- yeah, I think it was first grade because we were at lunch and playground. It would have been, it would have been first grade. God damn. <laughs> oh, so many, man. yeah, so many times. There's so many things. Well, then there was in f- fifth grade, as you know, I was home for like two weeks because I had a, I had a swollen ball. <laughs> One of my bo- you should have seen. Well, you shouldn't have seen it. It was, I had a dislocated testicle. Dislocated. Dislocated a dislocated oh, testicle. I have no idea. Oh, it hadn't happened before. It hasn't happened since. But it happened in uh, February of 1991. You better believe it happened, baby. Yeah. So I had, and so it just it was like the size of a grapefruit. It was huge. And it hurt, and I couldn't. It was so painful, like to even move. And we went to the doctor finally, and he's like, "Yeah, you got a, you got a dislocated ball." Finally, after even. Yeah, after I'm just sitting there icing my balls for like a week. Yeah, I was home for a week though, and we had, we had, I was home sick, you know, with balls, sick balls for a week, and then we had February vacation, so I miss, well, I missed one week of school, but it was two weeks, and uh, and so. Either my dad, well, my mom, because she worked there, she brought home all of my my homework from the week that I missed. Mm -hmm. And I actually did it, like, over the February vacation. And then the day after vacation ended and my balls were back to normal. And then I came in and I had, like, a whole backpack full of all my homework. Full of balls. (laughs) My whole backpack was filled with my homework. And Mrs. Koch never asked for it. And I was the kind of person, like, well, nobody's asking for it, so I'm just not going to do it. Even though that's the thing is like it's not like I didn't do my homework. I did it and I had it with me and I just didn't give it to her. And then one day, like three weeks later, I was like, you know, getting ready to go home and I just still had all this mm-hmm. paperwork in my backpack and I just pulled out these crumpled papers because they had just been they were nice and neat when I came back from vacation and then through like lunch and sweatshirts and everything else you stuff in there they were just like you know they had like dirt on them and just crumpled and. I just pulled out this crumply, like, germ-filled mess, probably covered with bugs, like something you'd see on Clarence, just with, like, bugs and snot on it. And I was like, uh, Mrs. Koch, did you want this homework? And she's like, what homework? And I'm like, it was from when I was out sick with my big swollen ball. And she's like, that was, like, a month ago. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, why didn't you give it to me when you came back? And I'm like, you never asked for it. And she's like, ah. She was, she was so angry. Like, she would just, everything got her so riled. Like, everything made her angry. She was just, I don't remember ever seeing her happy, ever. She was just like, and she's actually very nice. Like, and her husband's a great guy. He was a wrestling coach. Super nice guy, Mr. Koch. I've seen her, you know, not recently, but she's a nice person. But, like, to me, she was just, like, such a grump. But I get why. Because you have to deal with that kind of numbskullery. I'd be a big grump, too. Uh, Mrs. Koch. Do you want all this homework that's just covered in feces and my Ernie and Bert slippers? 
that I did like four weeks ago and just never gave it to you. Are you in the mood for correcting a bunch of old math papers and spelling? Here it is. And she's just like, just give me the homework. And I think she just took it and just went right into the garbage. Yeah. She's like, whatever. Just get out of here. Just graduate to sixth grade. So I don't see you ever again. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Koch, you want this? What am I supposed to... Mrs. Koch, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with this homework from last February? Uh, it's June 15th. Yeah, but do you want it or what? Why didn't you give it to me in February? You didn't ask. Got asked. You'll get stuff. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. For your health. Oh, God. Yeah, what a what a dink. Anyway. There's another time in kindergarten when when so before we went to school, I was sitting on the couch watching uh, the Amazing World of Gumball. <laughs> yeah. And and I forget who the hell it was, but one of them like said like told one of the other dudes to like make up for something yeah and i got in to school the next day and yeah yeah sure and it was like indoor recess time because sometimes even if it wasn't like rain outside sometimes we had it inside sometimes we had it outside we were having indoor recess time and these these two kids i feel like it was like god i can't it was two kids and they were just like, they were just like pretend fighting about something. Mm-hmm. And I went over. And oh no! <laughs> I was like, I was like coming over, like, <clears throat> like st- strutting str- over, just yeah, like strutting over. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. make, <laughs> make out, make out. What? This is kindergarten? Like, Two kids were play fighting and you strutted up over them and you're like, make out. <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, make out for this. Make out for this. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, you know what make out make up, make up. Yeah, make up. Yeah. Oh my God. Make <laughs> out for this. You know what make out means? And I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I was just joking. Oh my god, this is kindergarten? Yes. Wow. That is so great. And I just walked away, and I don't uh. think I talked to them for, like, another week. Oh my god. Uh. Uh, so I, so basically, I have passed on, like, all of my awkward kindergarten <laughs> DNA to you, and you had all of your own little weird, weirdo, weird-ass stories of, like, yeah. I know. Happy... Papa Paluga Day. What, what was it called? Flugel. Flugel yeah. your world. Flugel your world day. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. This is terrific. Do you, what? What happened? What? What's your story? Kindergarten. Yeah. I used to tell Miss Plus that I miss Mom Show, even though I didn't. Just so that I could get a hug, so that I could get up, like Mrs. So Duffy. I, yeah, so yeah. that I could like stand up because I was so tired of sitting down, so that I could just stand up to give her a fake hug, and then I would just like constantly tell her that, like for no reason, just so that I could stand up and get a hug. I don't think it was no reason. I think because you missed you your missed mommy me so much. So much. Yeah. You really did. You said, I do miss I'm my mommy. Mrs. Come Duffy, here. give me a hug, please. I miss mommy. Please, I mommy. didn't. You didn't? Me, 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 me. Bullshit. Come here. Mom's your favorite parent. Of Come course here. you missed mom. Come here. Yeah. Once in like first grade. Yeah. We were in class and there was this kid. I think he was, like, Julian, and I really wanted to be, like, friends with him because he was, like, the quote-unquote popular Yeah, kid. Julian, who can forget. Yeah, and he was so funny. I was like, ha-ha, I want to be friends with this kid. And we were sitting at the carpet. Mm-hmm. And, and Miss Miss Mezzapoli was talking, and yeah. 
We were, I, I feel like we were doing like the quiet game or something where we just had to be sit quietly on, on the carpet. Just sit quietly on the carpet. Maybe, yeah. maybe that was after. I'm not sure. But either way, we were sitting on the carpet and I just kept like reaching over and like. Tapping Julian. Just tapping Julian on like the shoulder and like just like. Oh my god. Like that? Yeah. Did he do anything? What did he yeah, do? Yeah, I like the third time I did it, he looked at me and he was. Like, he was scared. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> he stood up and was like, Miss Mezzapelli Cameron's touching me too much. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I try to be a friend. I know. It's like, yeah. I, yeah. Well, the favorite thing that I uh, that Mrs. Mezzapelli told us is we've, we've talked about this oh, before. Oh, yeah, the crayon showers? Yeah. Yeah. When you would just get up from your desk and you would just walk over to the big bin of crayons. And put your head down like it was a sink. And you would just take all the crayons and let them cascade <laughs> over your head like like cold water. <laughs> and then just go oh, sit back at your God. desk. <laughs> so That's great. All right. All those germy crayons. Oh, those disgusting crayons covered with all the filthy kids. Oh, my God. Imagine oh, that. God. Yeah. Any other stories? I can't think of any more for myself. Well, I'll turn this off, and if we think of it, we'll come back to it. This is good. Story time. This is a good, uh, this is good. Birthday Boy Podcast story time. All right. With the fam. Story time with the family. With the kitties. On the Birthday Boy Podcast. Yes, okay. Very, Kaylin and Jimmy are the kitties. Whoopsie. All right. Later, Gators. <laughs>